it's time for Geocache Talk. Whether you are at work, in the car, or wherever you are, we hope you enjoy this show about the great sport of geocaching. If you are watching live on YouTube, you can be part of the adventure tonight in the chat room and participate with others as they watch the show. If you are listening later, please give it a like and subscribe on your favorite podcasting app so that you can get all of the weekly Geocache Talk goodness. If you have not become a patron of the Geocache Talk Network, what are you waiting for? Patron levels start as low as a bison tube level at $3 a month. To sign up is easy. Simply go to the Geocache Talk website and click on the Become a Patron button or go to patreon.com forward slash geocache talk. Patrons now get the famous blackout coin, invites to special events, and other really great items throughout the year. Become a patron today. Have you subscribed to FTF Magazine yet? FTF Magazine is the number one geocaching magazine available. It is a quarterly magazine that you can be part of. Submit your geocaching milestones and adventures to be published. FTF Magazine is also interactive with puzzles to solve and the hunt to find Spartacus. If you can solve the puzzle or find Spartacus, then you will be entered in to win a special path tag. Every new subscription, you will receive a special swag pack. Subscribing is easy. Just visit FTF's website, ftfgeo.com. Don't miss out and subscribe today. And sponsored by SmashingPennies.net. Get 10% off your order with code Geocache Talk Network. They are perfect to put in a geocache. Hello and welcome to Geocache Talk. I am the Pizza Ninja. Uh, out tonight are Gary and Jesse. They're on assignment. They're uh, doing some, some missions that I cannot disclose the details on at this time. Uh, but before we want to start the show, I want to give a big thanks to Derek of the Baker Six Clan for creating the graphics and some of our featured patrons. We're going to focus on their California patrons tonight. We want to thank Gary, Andrew, Great Slater, James, Gas Station Tuna, a name that I love, Ashley, Udak, and David. And thank you to all of our patrons for keeping the show on the air. With me tonight as a co-host is Pathfinder33 Charles. How are you doing tonight, sir? Oh, it's another day trapped in paradise, brother. We are loving life as we know it. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you, Charles, for joining me tonight. I, I think this is our first time, in fact, that you and I are on a show together. It has been. It, it is. And it's, it, you know, ironic that it's the the POS, the plain old Sunday show that, uh, <laughs> that, that we're... Know. We're both on. We haven't yet got you to over to uh, Puzzle Land. We'll get you there eventually, I'm sure. So Love it, man. I, I appreciate you reaching out to me, and, and I'm glad to be uh, your ride or die for this Sunday show. Oh, man. One person who I know I can count on to have pizza. That's <laughs> Yes. Appreciate that. I want to welcome our guest, too, on the show tonight. We have uh, Mag Planner. And uh, Mag's joining us from uh, beautiful, sunny California today. Uh, hey, travelers. Yeah, thank you, Meg, for joining us. And uh, our show tonight is on the topic of every county with a friend. Mag, can you uh, uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, so I started geocaching back in 2010, right after I left the Marine Corps. Uh, at the same time that I began geocaching, I adopted Aichun. And uh, her and I have decided we're going to hit the road together and we're going to finish all of the counties and all of the DeLorme pages in the lower 48 contiguous United States. Wow. That is an incredible goal on that side. Um, we want to uh, certainly welcome everybody in the chat today to ask questions as we're going through tonight's show, too. But one of the things that we don't want to forget is that we do have a few news updates uh, on here as well, too. So let's go. Our first news update, we're going to talk a little bit about Cash Fest. And Charles, are you excited for Cash Fest? I'm so excited for Cash Fest. It's unreal. Man, Charles is. I know you're going to be there, right? 
I will be there. Yes, absolutely. Okay. We're looking forward to the first mega event in Oklahoma. Um, it's going to be a good time. We are excited to um, be there for the event. So yes, we'll be there. Yeah. And it's not every day you can say that you attended a state's first mega. So, I mean, that is pretty cool that it's the first mega ever in Oklahoma. Um, That's right. The packages are up for sale right now, too. We do want to mention on that side. So if people want to get the packages, go to cashfest.com. There is a really cool and exclusive Friends of package this year that is selling quick like hotcakes on this one. And it, it includes is. special coins and even getting your name on the shirt that everybody will then get for the event with the packages on that side, too. So that is pretty cool on that side. Um, and I know one other news that we want to talk about is GeoCoin Fest. Charles and I, in fact, the other day were messaging each other. Charles says, uh, hey, John, what are you doing? Like October. And I said, going to GeoCoin Fest, of course. That's right, man. Super excited when I found out that the dates had been released for CoinFest. Um, it is uh, one of my favorite events to go to. I, of course, have... Um, uh, custom-made uh, trackable geotags. Um, this next year, I plan to have um, custom-made personal geocoins that I can trade with others. So if you're going to be at uh, CoinFest and you're one of those individuals that has custom-made stuff, hey, bring an extra one along with you and uh, I'll make sure that I can trade with you um, I'm having some custom molds made for me. So I'm going to have some custom hand poured solid copper coins um, that I'm going to have available at CoinFest um, as along with uh, some custom uh, coins that I'm having made by uh, a manufacturer. So if you're going to be at the event, hey, we encourage you to go to geocoinfestus.com. Check out the dates that are published. Poster will attend. And if you're one of those people who likes to collect custom trackables, this is the event for you. If you make some, I'm going to be bringing some of mine. So love to trade with you for other custom um, personalized geotags and geocoins if you've got them. Yeah, awesome. I, I can't wait. And can't wait for Charles to be up in New York for the first time ever, I believe, right? That's right. First time. And, you know, I've flown over the state a few times. Um, but uh, yeah, this will be my first time actually being at, um, you know, boots on the ground in New York State. So uh, will be a uh, good time to, to get up there and see things. Yeah. In Houston, Texas, Dave is asking when is CoinFest? If you go to geocoinfestus.com, it has the dates. I think, is it is it October 16th? through uh let's see yeah it's 16th through the 20th 16th through the 20th right now is what they have listed on the website so um you know we're looking forward to being in syracuse new york um that time of year ought to be beautiful with leaves changing colors and whatnot so um we'll be excited to attend that event so yeah and one thing i do have to uh give credit and congratulations to Lori. Lori actually found the Cash Fest vault key number one uh, the other day. So she found that over in uh, uh, up in uh, Washington on that one. So a big congratulations to Lori on that side. Uh, more clues are going to be coming soon in regards to the Cash Fest vault. So if you haven't, please join the Cash Fest vault Facebook group. That's where all the clues are going to go. And yeah, a lot of people congratulating Lori on that one. So that is awesome, Lori, that you were the first one to find the first key. So very cool on that front. Um, any other news you think, Charles, you want to share? Uh, no, not on my end. Um, I think okay. we're ready to jump on into the meat and potatoes of the show with with Mags here. Yeah. And Max, we already got a few, a few comments in the chat room. Uh, Houston, Texas, Dave's been following your journey on YouTube from there so that is very cool and, thanks for tuning in and you Dex said uh how uh I Chan had a boat on the trip how nice on that one her boat was to be close to me but 
wherever I go, that's where she wants to be. Oh man, how cool! How cool on that one. And uh, do have to give a shout out to uh, Struck Two for having homemade pizza for dinner tomorrow night. You know, you can't go wrong with that one. And uh, I mean, the yes, only thing that would make homemade pizza better, and I know you and I have talked about this, John, is the dill pickle pizza. Absolutely. The dill pickle pizza. Uh, we found a place in Vegas. So um, I'm, I'm driving through Vegas twice this next week. And so I'm going to try and stop and have dill pickle pizza at a, at a restaurant that, that newly has listed. It is as a secret menu item. So uh, stay tuned. I will I will give you updates on the dill pickle pizza from Vegas. Oh, man. Looking forward to it, Charles. Looking forward to it. Uh, so for tonight, if anybody has any questions uh, that they want to ask Mac as we go on, please put them in the chat room. We definitely want to hear from people on to what they say. And uh, Oh man, one dire wolf, and I promise I won't go too far down the pizza path, Meg. You got to forgive me on this one. I do have a little <laughs> bit of an obsession, but homemade pizza requires homemade beer. That sounds awesome, dire wolf. That sounds incredible on that one. But uh, um, all right, so let's jump into this thing. You are all right. It says you're already two hundred plus days in and nearly ninety percent complete with the U.S. counties. Roughly, where are you? in completing this and i will tell you that it is a lofty just this is a magnificent adventure that you have decided to 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 take on and where are you completion wise and where are you like days wise into this year-long adventure that you've planned out so today uh day 231 just published um, and I actually, I'm, I managed to stay two days ahead of what I'm publishing. So today was really day 233 for us. Um, we are two thirds of the way done with the country and we're 90% of the way done with the counties. Uh, the reason that we're 90% of the way done with the counties and like two thirds done with the country is because the counties that we have left for the most part are in the Northwest corner of the country. Uh, and those counties are huge compared to a lot of the East coast counties. Um, so as we're working on the West coast now over the next few months, it's really going to be more of a focus on the DeLorme pages. Uh, and at that point, that's more accurate toward our two thirds of the way done, but we are making our progress. We've been staying either on track or ahead of what we've had scheduled pretty much the whole time. And when we've gotten ahead of schedule, we've been able to use those days at the right time. For example, uh, we pushed a few days ahead out of Kentucky. Don't want to talk about it to get into Tennessee. And I was able to spend some time with my sister at her house. Um, and then we had a few weird days in New Mexico, um, where we got ahead several days and hmm, what happened in New Mexico? Anyway, we had some weird days there. We got ahead and, um, we ended up at my brother's house for a few extra days in Vegas. So it's worked out pretty well when we've had a little bit of lead time to work with. That's awesome. Um, so let's see. All right. So let's talk about some of this. You, when you started this, you already had. A fraction of the United States done. We were just past the halfway mark, right about 1600 counties complete. Like I want to say 50.1%. Um, my goal had been since I very first started in this game was to complete one state per year, the county and DeLorme challenges, if they had a DeLorme challenge. And so we, we maintained exactly that. Uh, we did a lot of the southeast first, and then we started working the northeast parts of the state. Um, we kind of snuck over to Nevada while nobody's looking and knocked that out as well. And so by the time I got to this trip, uh, I had 14 states complete. And really, those those 14 are not featured in what we're doing um, for this trip. It's the other 34 we're focusing on, with the exception of Nevada. And we're coming in and out of Las Vegas. You're getting some of that time. But otherwise, none of the North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, Alabama, Louisiana, et cetera. None of those are really being hit. Yeah. Hey, Meg, we do have a question from uh, UDAC. She says she's never completed a DeLorme challenge. How do cashers prove their fines with the checker or screenshots? Uh, so the DeLorme challenges themselves are a dying breed, which was part of the motivation to want to finish them. DeLorme was bought out by Garmin in 2015. 
if you visit the Delorme headquarters building where they have the big rotating globe, it is now Garmin and they're refurbishing the building and reconstructing it. So Delorme Atlas, as we know, it's over. The challenges can't be published anymore. Um, as they are archived, they're gone. Uh, most of the states have a locked in place Delorme challenge. So let's say, for example, the 10th edition. It may have been up to the 14th edition by the time Delorme was bought out, but the 10th edition is the official of what's being used. There are checkers in GSAC, which is what I prefer to use for the Delorme challenges. Uh, and, and if you go on the, even though GSAC itself is no longer being updated, the app itself still works. And on the site, you can download macros to be able to use in there. There's a Delorme macro that covers the majority of the states. Um, yeah. The only ones it has problems with are specialty ones that have multiple editions of the challenge. And then you have to search for ones that give you something in that range. For example, Tennessee, there's a ninth edition. We didn't do that. California, there's a north and south edition to the DeLorme challenges. We didn't do that. We're doing the Golden State. Um, and so using GSAC, you can find pretty much all of them except Wyoming. I haven't found an actual checker available for that state. And Wyoming, I can tell you, uh, being the CO for the state county challenge, um, or at least one of the, the Wyoming had had two. We've got an unintended CO who um, placed a cache there as the county challenge years ago that um, he's still an active geocacher, just for whatever reason, um, does not travel to Wyoming anymore and has not... Uh, up kept that geocache for years. Um, and so I had, when I lived in Wyoming, placed a new geocache um, as the state county challenge cache and have made annual trips to Wyoming to uh, do owner maintenance on it. But uh, I can tell you that uh, I'm like three pages short of the Wyoming uh, DeLorme challenge. There is a DeLorme challenge for the state um, and there is a checker. So I'll send that to you after the show so that you have it. If you haven't made your rounds over to Wyoming yet. Um, but yeah, it's I have not. It, try, trying to find the checkers for some of this stuff has, um, especially in some of these very unpopulated states like Wyoming is, um, it has proven to be kind of a challenge. So I can help you out with the Wyoming DeLorme challenge and I can send you some of that stuff. I don't know if there's a GSAC macro for it, uh, but there's definitely a checker in um, what am I thinking of? How come I can't think of this? Project GC. Project, Project GC. Right. So, um, so and I know it has a, some of the states in there, but they're not all in there. And, and they're not and it's so so it's kind of odd but um i can help you out with a with a wyoming delorme challenge um and a project gc checker so you can at least if you haven't planned that part of your route yet you um can plan it so that you can get all of the pages while you're getting all of the counties as well oh it, it's all planned but a tool to verify <laughs> what i'm pretty sure is in those pages would be nice because that's the state where i'm like am i gonna miss Oh man, that must feel like quite yeah, a bit of pressure. Absolutely. So I, yeah. Um, all right. So I guess since we've talked about both Project GC and GSAC, what are the tools that you have used to plan this trip? And did you have the entire trip in its entirety planned, or have you kind of done it in sections? And you're like, all right. So I'm done with, you know. Texas, New Mexico, Arizona. Now it's time for me to plan, you know, Arizona, Nevada, Oregon, Washington. And so if you had some down days in um, Las Vegas at your brother's house, did you plan some, some additions or um, how are you ne negotiating um, caches that you may have planned on your route that may have been archived before you got to them? but we're on your list of, of, of planned geocaches. Okay. A lot to unpack in this question. 
<laughs> so first, uh, when I finish this entire thing, I'm planning on doing a special video series, not many, um, dozen tops on kind of planning. And it'll be different planning factors in each video where we talk about how to create a target list, how to time it out, things like that. Um, so for this trip, I had one year to do it. Uh, that was what my wife and I discussed. And that that's what we're going to make happen. Um, so I knew from July 1st to July 1st, that was what I was running with. Uh, I have custom maps that I have created for, for my visual, so I can see it, of each of the state's counties with a Delorme map overlay on top of it, which is what I display in my daily video of here's the route we're taking today. And so you can see the way the route crawls through the counties and the pages. I made those for myself so that I could better visualize the routes that I want to take to hit what I need to. Um, and then I did the actual plan in layers. I planned the entire thing before I ever started. So downtime doesn't really happen. I, I make a video every single day. Um, so every single day, I'm if I haven't planned that day, for example, the extra time I had at my brother's house, I'm laying in bed at night going, what am I going to do tomorrow? What adventure am I going to take that's video worthy? We'll go to Red Rock Canyon. You can't go wrong there. Things like that. Yeah. Um, nice. But for the entire trip, I laid out the route and I, I had multiple layers to it. So I knew I was doing counties and pages uh, and I routed those to get through the northeast part of the country first because I knew I was starting in summertime and I wanted to maximize my good weather in the northern part of the states. Um, when I had enough stuff added into my target list there that I thought were coming pretty close to winter, I dropped the route south and brought it into Texas, southern Arizona, southern New Mexico, southern California to try and whittle away as much of the time winter as I could. And then I did another layer on top of that where I was checking weather in areas as well as elevation. So, for example, I was seeing in the Sierra Nevada mountains between February and March, it, it's just a dumb idea to plan a route through there because I'm bound to get myself hit. Um, so I, I planned completely around it. I, I go into Nevada and around the Sierra Nevada mountains. I don't even touch that section. And I did kind of the same thing in running the California coast the way I did because the weather here supports it. One of the big risks I knew coming up was Pacific Coast Highway may have road closures because of landslides. <laughs> sure enough, it did. We also kind of accounted for that in the plan as we went to though. So I had major sections of mileage where it's 300, 300, 300. And I would know after, let's say, five days of major sections of mileage, I probably need a place in here where I can catch myself if I've fallen behind or I can spend some time if I'm on schedule. And so I've had those spots at certain intervals in the plan where it made sense. And that's been able to give me that kind of accordion. OK, I'm, I'm behind right now. I'm going to cut all these virtuals, all this stuff in this big city I want to see. we got to move through on the, on the flip side. Oh, I got here ahead of time. We're on schedule. Let's go explore downtown Duluth. Wow. There you yeah. Go. And you, Dak, wanted to make sure on this one, too, because she talked about today's video about that road closure. So, um, you know, she's asking sharing, and it sounds like you're, you're, you're talking a little bit about your techniques. But, I mean, especially with the California Highway, you know, how far did you have to go out of your way with the road closure? <laughs> <laughs> This is still a little bit of a soft spot for me here, Udak, because this I'm still reeling from this hit. So we were running on time through that day. I made cuts as we went. I knew I, I was right where I needed to be. And we got to within a mile of the page boundary for page 100. Um, six miles to the nearest cache, but a mile when I got to those road close signs. And at a guess, I, I'd have to say it's probably at least 120 plus miles around to get to that same spot because that's all i need to do is get about eight miles up the road from where we were which requires coming all the way back down pacific coast highway coming east around the mountains and then coming all the way back into salinas before we just came back around the same spot we could have been in 20 minutes um bottom line that put me about half a day behind and i did a lot of night driving i didn't sleep that much in the last couple of nights as a result of it but we put ourselves back on track. Wow. Man, talk about dedication on that one. Was that kind of like, like, were you feeling the adrenaline from trying to make that up? Kind of, but I knew that there was risks on Pacific Coast Highway. One, one of the things in, in the planning process is to identify risk factors and have mitigation strategies. 
knowing that was a risk, I planned an admin day in San Francisco and I planned a geocaching day in San Francisco that if things went really bad on Pacific Coast Highway, <laughs> they did, uh, we'd have the time to make it up. And it turns out that I still was able to cut my schedule in such a way I caught up and still have the time to hang out in San Francisco anyway. Nice. That's good contingency go. planning right there. Yeah. Another another question we had too that came through was uh speaking of logging caches, uh Lori uh from the Seaback Tribe says, Are you able to keep up with logging all the caches? How do you do that? This is very important to me. Um prior to this trip around the United States, I would always log after a trip. Um, but in seven months I have found about seven thousand caches. So I'm I'm not gonna backlog that after a year. Uh, I have a no homework <laughs> policy. I answer all of my earth caches, all my virtuals right there on the spot, unless I don't have signal and I have to Google and then I wait uh, and I log all my geocaches. Thank goodness for talk to text because I can start on the road and then talk, talk out my log and send it through and keep on moving to the next one. And I not very helpful with that talk to text logging. So she kind of leaves the whole thing on me. <laughs> so no teamwork on that one. That's that's all on your shoulders. Now the teamwork pretty much relies on, um, my dog is trained on the path of least resistance. Uh, so she will always take the easiest path of approach to wherever it is we're going, uh, which means that when we're out looking for a geocache, if there's even the hint of a geo trail that I may not be able to see from my level, oh, she can see it from her level. And she will take that path because it offers her the least amount of shrubbery or whatever. And there's the geocache at the end. So if she starts breaking in the tree line near a GZ, I kind of follow her. Oh man. Yeah. And Oh, one other comment just came through, uh, from Dan, uh, Stafer, I believe is how you pronounce his name. He said, Mac found one of his questions in Union County, Indiana, and he's been following you ever since. And I appreciate you following and all the great comments. Yeah. Thank you, Dan. All right. So, um, you obviously have to pick and choose the geocaches that you are looking for. What are some of your primary focuses that you focus on when trying to select a geocache to get along your route that, um, that, that will help you accomplish this goal? But what are the primary focuses that you have for, for geocaches that you come across? So it, I guess if you had to rank them, you're looking for this and this and this and this and this. What have you been, what are you focusing on when, when selecting a geocache in a given area? So priority one is uh, qualifying for the county and qualifying for the page. And I tend to look for a spot that gives me two for one, where the page and the county overlap in a meaningful way. Um, beyond that, I look for, for specifically things that may be at scenic spots. Um, I love veterans memorials, but bridges or anywhere where I can, because I live on the satellite maps now, anywhere where it looks like it may have an interesting thing to check out. Those are the first things that I add to it. Um, favorite points go beyond behind that um, to make sure that I'm kind of aiming for good caches. And if all things are being equal in a county and page and nothing jumps out, I'll be just as quick to add a lamp skirt lifter or a guardrail just to help me push through to the more interesting stuff. Beyond the county and the page targets, um, and then the favorites, of course, I oldest or my top priority of which there's very mm -hmm. few left. I still find any cash across America as they're on my route, even though I've completed the series. And then I like to aim at virtuals a lot of times because those are not guaranteed, but they have a much higher chance of bringing me to a really interesting place. And I also like to do earth caches for the same reason, but I'm kind of selective about the earth caches that I choose. If it's just a quick park and grab earth cache pointing out an oxbow at kind of a flat area, it doesn't mean anything to me. But if it's at an overlook at a really great geological spot or something like that, I like to add those because they bring me to the places I want to see. And that's been kind of my rule of thumb in general for the game is I've always considered geocaching as a locals tour of an area. So it's great to hunt down and find the geocaches. But for me personally, it's about the place that they're bringing me to first and the geocache second. So I'm always aiming for the locations, what I can see, you know, what I can bring to everybody as well. Hey, Meg, you mentioned uh, Cash Across America, 
And uh, Nancy from the Deadliest Cashers asked, how long did it take you to complete the Cash Across America Challenge? It took me, I want to say 10 years. Uh, I started in 2010 with Hawaii. And when I found Hawaii, like a lot of geocachers on their first Cash Across America, I'll never finish this series. (laughs) And then after like a dozen Cash Across Americas, you start to look at it and go, well, you know, if I just take my route here, maybe this is possible. And before you know it, you're at 30 and it starts to become a real thing. Um, So when we were originally, let let me back up a little bit. I do, before this trip, I did geocaching trips every year. Uh, I would have about a two month block planned during the summer where I would send out to a mailing list of people and say, these are the four trips I have planned out over the summer. Let's say 10 days, four days, five days, 10. I'd have the amount of seats. I'd have the budget. I have the locations. And within a few days, all the seats would be filled for the trips. And then we would go out to, we would go out to these locations with whichever team we'd assembled. And I would plan the trips. I, Except for very few trips, I was always the, the planner for it, and people would fall into what I was doing. Uh, state's oldest were first, state capitol buildings, cash across America, and the most favorited geocaches in the state. So as we planned our way through touring all 50 states, those were the priorities that we looked at as we went through. And then with some states like Alaska, we had to make a choice. Are we going to go to the capital on the oldest? Are we going to go with cash across America? And those cases, the Cash Across America series actually won out because um, I've, I've always loved them. They always, almost always bring you to great locations and they're mm-hmm. almost always really well done geocaches. Um, and if you looked at the county map before we had started on this trip, you would see I-10, I-20, I-40, I-5, I-95, and they were all painted in on the county because we were using them to get to the oldest the favorites and the cash across America, which means that coming into this trip, having aimed for all those, I almost never get interstate time. It's always back. Interesting. Always. Wow. And and I'll tell you that those back roads are some of the, the best geocaching memories that I can remember is those, those roads where when you got back to pavement or got back to the highway, you're like, man, my car needs a car wash. I need to visit like a drive-through car wash. Those are some of the best memories that I can have. Um, you know, I haven't completed near the amount of counties you have. Um, I think I've got 13 states complete right now. Um, all of them except for Delaware, all in the Western United States. Um, so I know, I feel your pain going through here where you're like, look at the, the PCH was closed. I had to, I had to backtrack and go around. And there's some of that stuff where, um, you know, you mentioned the Sierra Nevadas and, you know, like some of this stuff, like the winter storms that have blown in and they're like, yeah, this is going to turn into being another Donner party winter. Um, you know, it's, it's some of those things where, you know, you can plan all you want. And in the end, mother nature's going to win sometimes. Um, that being said, you you have to account for you don't just have one cash on your list as you're going through these counties and 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 Delorme pages. You have to have a primary, a secondary, a tertiary. You have to have a in case of emergency, this guardrail will do, even though it's not the primary focus, you know, but you have to in the end and it in order to stay on on schedule that you have and be able to publish videos the way that you have, um, you've got to kind of stick to, Hey, this is where I cut sling load. This is where I cut my losses and I have to, 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 to get around that. Um, in that, how many caches do you plan per, per sheet or per County in order to accomplish your goal? So I plan two to three at a minimum uh, of physical targets in each county and page, even in Texas where they allow other icons. I don't consider either one complete until my name is on some kind of physical logbook. Um, as we have progressed through this trip, I've been refreshing my database of targets and just checking to see if there's any archives in critical spots. 
Uh, for the most part, I've been lucky. And even if two out of three get archived, there's one that looks very solid that has been on the map and still remaining where it is. Um, Direwolf had brought up a good point, though. Uh, some of the counties and some of the Delorme pages only have one physical option on them. Um, so how have I been lucky enough to find a cache in each Delorme page? Sometimes I've just been really, really lucky. Oh, um, good for you. There, there was... There was at least one or two Delorme pages somewhere in the Northeast where I, I DNF'd one at one corner of the page and the other one was at the other corner of the page. Um, oh. but, but I've always been able to pull out, even if it's, I call it a one and done, even if it's just one and walk away from the county or page, I've, I've been barely able to pull that off. And and I don't like one and dones. I, I feel that they're very risky. Um, for example, I've had cash owners who just don't like my long log that delete me. And so having two in, in each county and page makes things a, a lot safer. I Being a uh, CO that has received one of your long uh, logs to a find, um, it, it, it really didn't bother me any. I'm surprised that some COs have, um, have had an issue with, um, you know, with your, uh, with the log for your for a fine, but being that Udak asked a good question, have you come across any Earthcash COs along the route that have just been exceptionally hard for the answers? I know, I know you haven't got to Wyoming yet, so when you get to Yellowstone National Park, you're you'll encounter those. <laughs> I know who you're talking about. <laughs> because because having lived in Wyoming and only a, a, an hour and a half or so outside the East Cape of Yellowstone, I know that there are some exceptionally well done earth caches in that national park that are by people who have a PhD in geology who require almost a college thesis to answer some of them. Um, but have you come across any COs that have just been not really receptive to to wanting to work with you that they were, you know, very cut and dry, very, you must have the answer or your logs out the window. So first of all, um, I'm not doing Yellowstone because I, I've already done that. Most, most of the earth cache is there. And I was already warned about a particular CO before I went. And so I knew the little tidbits like, it's a bridal veil flowing down the steps. I, I knew the words and verbs we were already looking for there. Um, but I've actually been fairly fortunate. Uh, I have had some of my answers kicked back on earth caches, uh, but usually the COs accept when I kind of give them the, the second try at it. Um, and I haven't had anybody just completely outright delete me on an earth cache for having wrong answers. And they're not always perfect. I do my best and I've, d mm -hmm. I've done a lot of earth caches, but there's always something new I haven't seen in an earth cache and some kind of geological thing I've never answered questions about before, no matter how many you do. That's correct. Yeah. Meg, we got a, a, a comment from Houston, Texas day. He said, Dave, he says he loves the dog videos of I on the trail. And uh, Lori's wondering, is it only you and I on the trail? Kind of. Um, so I and I are of course the everyday combo. Um, we don't go anywhere that, without each other. We've been really fortunate that we have a lot of geocaching friends that we've geocached over the years with and who are very interested in joining us on this trip. Uh, so in the videos leading up to now, we have a, a lot of rotation. Skeletor 10s come in and out twice. Me moms come in and out twice. My friend San Farrick joined me. And I actually have a friend joining me who's going to be making an appearance in a, in a day or two here as well. So uh, he'll be finishing out the rest of California with me until we get into Las Vegas. And there will be more joining us uh, as we go as well. And one of those layers that I did on my trip planning um, after I did all the geocache targets and then I timed out everything is I looked at people that I knew along my route in the cities I was going to. And I reached out to them and said, hey, about this air time, I'm going to be in your area. And I kind of laid plans with a lot of people I know across the country. So I've also been very fortunate to be able to have a lot of varied days with those friends as well. For instance, um, we did a day with Ames in Pittsburgh. We did a, uh, a day with my friend in New York when he threw me out of an airplane. Uh, always good to have friends like that. And we've met other friends like that as we go. We did Power Island uh, with a friend from middle school 
and we uh, paddled out to the island, just him and I, and the dog didn't want anything to do with that. And so we've had a lot of opportunities to have variety in who we meet along the way too. That's very cool. And uh, Houston, Texas, Dave had another good question. How is your G-Mobile holding up on this trip? It's looking pretty rough around the edges there, Houston, Texas, Dave. (laughs) (laughs) I remember watching your video, and I can't remember where it was, where you're just like, okay, I just did 100,000. Like, how many miles are on your car right now, mileage-wise? That was Pennsylvania. I remember pulling off in that national forest and going, oh, I'm almost there. Uh, I started at about 80,000. I'm about 150,000 now. So I've been averaging about 10,000 miles a month, give or take. Uh, when I finish this trip, I'm expecting to be at or just below 200,000. Uh, for vehicle maintenance, uh, I, I give it monthly oil changes. And to be honest, it's probably not enough, but I at least make sure for that. Every three months, because I have admin days built throughout my schedule. Um, every three months on one of those admin days, I schedule ahead to a dealership and I bring the car in so they can give it a full look over and change out any of the big stuff that needs to be done. And so it's some, some days you can hear it getting beat, but it's working out pretty well. I've had a blowout. I've had a flat. I've been able to change both of those out, limp to a good tire place and get changed out and back on the road fairly quickly. That's good. Yeah, and you deck was concerned about getting a car wash and, and if that would help as well, too. I'm very proud of the fact that I have not washed my car since July 1st. It is all natural. <laughs> <laughs> that that is a well-seasoned geomobile right there at its it, finest on that one. It has That's dirt right. from like 20 State Street across it. I can't give up that custom paint job now. You know, that's like a baseball player. It's like it's like if you got the glove or the bat, no matter how dirty, if it's riding out, doing you good, you just keep going with it, right? Yep. And I know you, Jack, said the Geomobile is the third member of the team on that one. I bet it is. I'm sure it ends up in a lot of those background shots as well. But Aichan and I, we live out of the car. Uh, so we, we geocache in it all day long. At night, we pull the seats forward, rearrange it a little bit, and turn it into camper mode. And so that car gets used night and day, 24-7. Man, I tell you what, some of the, my best memories of, of county caching and county hunting were uh, car car camping trips where you were like, yep, I'm going to, uh, you know, I'm going to be in the, you know, in the back of a uh, truck stop or I'm going to be over here. I found this vacant, you know lot of a development that hasn't been developed yet but they've got a road in so i'm going to park right here so uh you know outside of doing that near the the u.s mexico border outside of laredo um i haven't had any issues with any of that so um you know i tell you what i i absolutely love car camping uh county caching trips and so uh you're living the dream brother you're living the dream yeah dire wolf is, is asking what kind of geo geomobile is it he said i bet it's a jeep like the kind from mash isn't it oh i i wish if i didn't have doors i'd be so much faster to get in and out for those geocaches uh it's a mazda cx9 and we took out the second and third row seating for it and then with the, the help of a friend of mine, we installed a base into the car that has four separate storage compartments. And that gives it six feet flat of space in the back. So one side is all the stuff we have to live in. And one side is our sleeping space. I want to say it's day 50, right about that mark. I actually have an admin day video that I, I break it out and show you the interior of the car as well. Uh, very happy with the way it, it's set up. I mean, it's got... It, it was it was a creation genius that my friend came up with and we did the whole the whole thing in one day to, to take everything apart and build it out for the trail that is awesome that is awesome and speaking speaking of uh, uh sleeping in your car just finding our way was wondering how many hours of sleep are you getting each night on average uh, my days are fairly well regimented i have 12 hours on 12 hours off essentially so if i start moving at 7 a.m i'm generally finished by 7 p.m uh i have four hours of video editing time i need each night and i have about two hours on the front and back of rearranging the car getting food feeding the dog and so that leaves me about six hours to sleep per night if things aren't going well that day 
that six hours is the first thing to start crunching in until we can get ourselves back on track. Charles, did you have a question? I couldn't tell if you were frozen or pondering. No, I was I was sitting there pondering some of this. Um, it, you sat there and said, um, you know, you mentioned video editing. And I know that a lot of people have uh, been following your videos. But the, for those who haven't, where can they find some of your videos? Where can they find... Do you have some social media? Um, give us a link to your YouTube and whatnot so that those of our listeners and followers that are tuning in, if they haven't heard of you and your adventure yet, they have now. And where can they follow some of your adventures for your day-to-day -day, uh, ins and outs? Uh, if you haven't heard of me, I'm glad that you're here in Geocache Talk. Uh, I encourage you to get on the channel and subscribe. Uh, I am at on YouTube. All my videos are focused on there at Mag Planner. That's M A G P L A N N E R. Uh, and then I also have a supporting website. It is themagplanner.com. And all of the state route maps that I'm doing, as well as each of the state's target lists, are posted there so people can pull those up as reference. As I finish states, I am referencing those I'm linking to those maps and those target lists so that people can go and see what I've done in each one. And then when I get to the end of this, I will also post all the states we've already completed with my maps, as well as the complete target list that somebody can go through. Perfect. Um, all right. So I'm going to, I'm going to, you and me share uh, a commonality in, in the, the brother and sisterhood. Um, you are a, a U.S. Marine, a, a former U.S. Marine. Mm -hmm. And so in that, um, tell us a little bit about you. You've sat there and said that you've had some that you you plan your trips, um, you know, and any time that you get near a veterans memorial, you seek those out. Um, or any other patriotic displays, um, geocaches along those those lines. Have you come across any favorites that you have um, come across so far that you'd like to let other cachers know about? Oh man, there are there are so many amazing veterans memorials spread across the country. Um, I mean, pointing to any one of them is is almost impossible for me. Um, but there, there was one that was, was really special to me. It was one of my Mississippi days. Uh, I want to say right about 200, uh, maybe slightly before that. Uh, the name of the video is Legends. And I met a, uh, a veteran who was putting out wreaths at the Vietnam Veterans, Memo Veterans Memorial Wall, uh, William Bramlett. And I had an opportunity to talk to him about his experiences in Vietnam. And he walked me around the wall and pointed out um, veterans he knew who have passed, uh, told me about veteran stories. He pulled out his book from Vietnam and started flipping through. I, I could have spent all day there with him and only hit the tip of the iceberg. Uh, but he gave me a few minutes of his time to for an audio clip of kind of his quick story. And so that is overlaid on the images of this Vietnam Veterans Memorial Wall there in Mississippi. And I, I, to me, it brings a tear to my eye to, to hear him telling his story and be able to see that personal meaning to it. Um, but there especially in the Northeast part of the country. There's a lot of fantastic, well-done veterans memorials out there. And I, I love being, bringing them out to the forefront and other people will be able to see them. Um, because one of those, one of those things we say is that as long as we remember, they're never going to be forgotten. So my opportunity to show these memorials and veterans who have passed away from these counter, these counties helps to keep the memory alive too. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. Question we just got to Meg is uh, from Jim, and uh, Jim asks, "Hey Meg, how long did it take you to plan out your route and target caches prior to leaving?" Good question, Jim. I took well over a thousand hours to plan this. I'd started in November of 2022. I wrapped up the entire plan around May, and that was solidly at a minimum eight hour day, eight hours a day of work into all those different layers that I discussed. 
Uh, and having all that planning in on the front half has really made a difference for being able to execute this trip the way we were aiming at in the timeline we wanted at. Because um, if I if I didn't have the plan as solidly built, we'd have a lot of risk falling behind and not making. But now I know, okay, well, things aren't going well, but I still need to make it to page 100. What are we going to do to do that? If I didn't have a good plan in place, we'd fall behind one counting page at a time until it was weeks or months where, from where we want to be. Yeah, that I can't even imagine. That is so cool just to think about all those logistics going into a trip like this on that side. Uh, Dire Wolf is also, uh, oh, he, that was actually to Scouter 74. Does he have any mind listed for McLean County on that one? Oh, I, I'm not sure about that. I, I really haven't checked the CO's name. It's more where the geocache is and if it's got some favorite points. So if you've got highly favorited caches, the chances are your geocaches are higher on the list too. All right. And so here is a link to uh, Mag Planner's Mississippi Legends video. If you'd like to check that out, we highly encourage you to do so. Mm -hmm. um, check out this video that is linked here in the um, at the bottom of the banner and check out his YouTube channel. Support him um, in any way possible. Um, and we appreciate the, uh, you know, the time that you've taken for some of these videos that highlight veterans memorials and, uh, special places for, um, you know, like this along the route. It's definitely been my pleasure to be able to bring this to the geocaching community. Yeah. And, uh, and thank you, Megan. Another question we got too, we got a few on your family that people are kind of curious about on this one. Um, so just to talk about this, this for uh, a few seconds or a few minutes is, is your family enjoying your videos? I hope. <laughs> <laughs> and then the follow-up question is, how's the family doing? Uh, so I know that my wife watches the videos every day. I'm fairly certain that my son does although he may watch on fast forward he's got kind of a, a brain that processes things quickly and sitting and watching media is not really for him my daughter i i bet against it um but I'll, I'll have her wrapped attention soon enough and she'll get the behind the scenes dad talk as you know i'm watching video number 25 with her and i'm like listen, listen for the cow sound right there did you hear it those little things those are going to be really fun for her um, as go. far as how they're doing, uh, this is their first time ever being able to be close to family. Um, we've always lived very far away from my family and very far away from my wife's family. So now her, her mom and dad are just about 10 minutes down the road and her sister and our niece and nephew are only about 20 minutes down the road in the other direction. Uh, so they're interacting frequently. Um, and, and that's one thing I've definitely wanted them to have the ability to do. So we're very happy for that. Uh, as for the rest of it, you know, when I get to Japan, that's when we're kind of going to see exactly what our next step is going to be. And are you thinking right after you finish, then you're going to Japan right after that? Oh, yeah. I've already got my ticket bought. It's about three days after the last video is going <laughs> to oh, come out. So you have it planned to the day <laughs> already. Wow. Oh, yeah. So those three days are to give me that little bit of slack in case something goes <laughs> wrong. Oh, it, it, can we ask, when is that day that you intend on finishing? Uh, so my very last day will be June 20th. And there's talk right now that the Los Angeles uh, geocaching community will be hosting an event for me as well. Uh, it, it looks very likely. And so that's probably going to be 23 June. And I will do my best to have a video of that as well. Although it may not be on a, a daily format at that point, because I'll be packed up and ready to ship to Japan the next morning. Wow. Wow. That is amazing. That is some planning. And uh, also on here, Streck, too, we want to do our best to certainly get to everybody's questions as much as we can. Uh, he asked Meg Planner, did you make a video for New Hampshire? He didn't see one. Uh, no, I did not. Um, for pretty much most of the eastern seaboard south of New York, I'd already completed all those states before this. So I started in New York and I kind of hugged the Great Lakes and the border of Canada and went around the entire eastern seaboard. And, of course, a good question from Owen from KC. 
going back to when you get to Japan, how long to get to every uh, prefect in Japan? Uh, I'm already more than halfway done with Japan. I've done everything on the east side of the country, east of Osaka, with the exception of one prefecture that has um, Mount Fuji, and that's because I'm going to take my kids there and climb it. There's no need to do that now. Uh, but there's a good chance I'll probably finish every prefecture in Japan by the end of the year. Uh, the friend that's going to be joining me here, he's been doing a lot of the work in Japan. He knows I'm moving there. And he's like, so if I come to Japan, then we can just hop on the train. And <laughs> it, it, it's looking like that video series will be sooner rather than later. I, I'll tell you that having having recently completed three prefectures in Japan and riding the bullet train past um, Mount Fuji, that Mount Fuji is definitely on my list of uh, places to to hike and visit and 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 hopefully summit. Um, me and my wife are looking at getting back to Japan. Um, that is um, looking at your map of completed prefectures in Japan is impressive to say the least. Um, so um, you know being riding the train around Japan and being and knowing what it takes to get from, um, you know, area to area. Um, that is a, um, my next visit to Japan, to Japan, trust me, I'm going to be calling you and let you <laughs> Please know, Hey, do so. I, I'm, I'm going to be in the area. Let's do some stuff. So, um, it's, uh, I had a good time. I've had it. I had an amazing time in Japan for 10 days with my son here recently. Uh, and, and I'm so looking forward to going back and, and visiting a, an amazing country, um, and, and experiencing it. And so having somebody who is based out of there, um, would just be icing on the cake. So, so expect some correspondence from me when we go to plan our next trip to Japan. Oh, man. And we do have a, a question from Quincy Crypton on here saying, and this is a great question. Did you have a definite budget or is it winging it? Any income coming in while geocaching? Uh, I did have a budget. Budgeting has always uh, been a part of my geocaching trips. Uh, whenever we would send the trips I talked about for the 13 years leading up to this, whenever I'd send it out, it would come with a budget. Uh, airfare is about this much. Total trip cost divided by X amount of people is this much. So I use the same running theory for this trip. Um, and I, I'm actually pretty much right on budget. It's worked out pretty well. Uh, I have $60 a day slated for gas. Um, and I've come under that in a lot of states, not California. <laughs> not California. But in a lot of other states, I've come under that. Um, at the same time, I had $20 a day budgeted for food. I've broken that for the most part. Um, but those two things have washed out into kind of a, a zero sum game. Uh, so a third of my budget in total is gas. And that's the next most significant portion of it is automobile maintenance. Uh, and, and same thing, what I've been anticipating for the large, because oil changes are easy to predict, but for the large maintenance, um, you know, I expect a couple thousand dollars per visit to get things back in shape. And that's been about what it's running to. Uh, I will be putting out full budget numbers after the fact when I start doing my planning series. Uh, but nice. I'm in such constant motion now that sitting down and crunching numbers for me is always a bridge too far. Yeah, I bet. I bet. And I think our last question, and we appreciate everybody's questions in the chat room tonight, and hopefully we did get to as many as we could. Uh, last question is from uh, Dire Wolf uh, on this one saying, are the Walmart parking lots kind to you for your car camping or are you a KOA member? I'm not a KOA member. Um, and for the most part, they're not really convenient to a lot of what i'm doing uh walmart's for the most so uh going back to sam walton he kind of had this theory that a customer sleeping in your parking lot is a customer in the morning who's going to come in and buy something to eat or something like that and i definitely fit that bill so his idea for walmart's was always to kind of keep them available so that people in rvs or in their car could have a place to sleep and they'll come in and spend money in the morning uh, for the most part, Walmarts are very accommodating to campers pulling up in the back of the parking lot, finding a spot and passing out. The only kind of real exceptions I've had to that are in the, some of the really big cities. Uh, I had I had one issue in the Twin Cities. I had another issue uh, 
outside of Dallas. Um, but again, only with the really, really big cities outside of that, the, the smaller the town, the more likely you can crash in the parking lot and they're just fine with it. Um, and that's been helpful for me because since I don't have a lot of interstate time, rest areas are almost impossible. I very rarely ever see one of those. So it's a lot of Walmart parking lots uh, or 24 hours like Planet, Planet Fitness locations. In some of the lonelier states, uh, it turns into like the truck stops and the uh, cooperative agriculture folks. So it's you got to figure it out as you get there and see what's available. Oh, well, thank you on that one. Charles, do you have any final questions before we get into our final thoughts? Hey, so if you had to pick one or the other between completing DeLorme challenges on one side or completing state county challenges, you could only pick one or the other. Which one would you more likely lean towards and why? Um, so I'm partial to DeLorme challenges as I'm the owner of the Florida DeLorme challenge. But with that said, counties all the way. It's the thing that gets evaluated the most. Um, it's if, for example, if I'm talking to somebody, oh, I went through every DeLorme page in the U.S. Ah, what does that mean? Oh, I went through every county in the U.S. Oh, okay. I understand what you're saying to me right now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Now for final thoughts on this one, uh, Meg, we want to open up with yourself. So any final thoughts? I think there's been a lot of great questions on the show. I know we probably could have gone for like another hour, just all the details, all the planning, all the incredible experiences on this side. But any final thoughts you'd like to share with everybody? Well, number one, I definitely appreciate you guys having me on. It's great to be able to talk to folks about this journey that we're taking and give them an opportunity to tune in to the product that we're making. Uh, I haven't monetized my channel. I've been trying to keep it ad free. I, I don't know that I'm necessarily ever going to. I like the fact that people can get on there and just enjoy the videos for what they are, get a virtual tour of the U.S. with us. And of course, if you tune into the shorts, they're pretty much just all Aichan being Aichan, which is adorable as can be. Um, and and so we're, we're hoping as we wrap this up that more geocachers can tune in and kind of see geocaching from our perspective, not necessarily about the geocaches themselves, although you'll see plenty of those, but more so about the places that geocaching can bring you. And hopefully after you've watched a few videos, you'll have a map that you put some pins on and you have some locations you want to go out to and check out in detail later, because no matter where I've taken you on this virtual tour of the U.S., there's always more to see than I'm able to show you. And if you like what you see in any one of these locations, I guarantee you, if you go there in real life, there's going to be more than what you saw in the video. Yes. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Charles, any final thoughts you'd like to share? Hey, man, we just appreciate you taking the time out of your, we know that, um, you know, you've got some admin days built into this. We appreciate you taking the time to, um, you know, budget in, uh, you know, an hour, give or take, um, you know, plus or minus to be with us. Uh, we appreciate you taking the time to um, include your adorable little puppy in the background in, in all of this, um, you know, you've, you are on a lofty goal to complete something that I don't think very many cashers in the geocaching community can say that they've completed. So my hat's off to you. Um, you know, I appreciate you taking the time to be here with us to, um, you know, answer some of our questions, talk to some of our viewers, um, talk to the pizza ninja and I, and, uh, we just, we just wish you well in the rest of your adventure. If there's anything that we can do to, to help you feel free to absolutely 100% reach out. We've got some contacts in, um, states that you haven't been to yet or that are on your route to finish. And so if there's anything we can do to help you, just let us know. We'll reach out to our contacts and, and, and make this a fruitful experience for you as you come into the home stretch of it. So we just want to say thank you. We appreciate what you're doing. We appreciate the uh, content that you're bringing to the screen that highlights geocaching in a, an amazing positive manner. And we wish you the best in the rest of your adventure. Yeah, I appreciate absolutely. it. And for the record, um, 
This is Aichan's default position in a hotel room. We sleep in the car pretty much all the time. So when we get to a hotel room and there's a there's a mattress, that that's it. That's all you're getting out of her. Oh man, you she you know if you had to pick a partner on a journey, I looks like she's she's the best partner one one person could have on that side. On the she disapproves. There's a lot of things I do, but she does it silently. <laughs> <laughs> what what more could you ask for in a teammate, right? <laughs> right? Well, Meg, thank you so much again for joining us tonight. Thank you for all the wonderful questions uh, from everybody in the chat room. We really appreciate those. Hopefully, we got a chance to get to as many as we could tonight. And yeah, we're cheering you on in the rest of your journey. Can't wait to see the videos on that. And again, Charles shared the uh, YouTube link earlier on this one. Please subscribe to Meg's channel. Please thumbs up his videos. Please provide him that encouragement because, uh, you know, this is an amazing and incredible journey that he's on. So on that note, thank you, everybody, for tonight. We appreciate it. And uh, we'll catch you next week on Sunday. Okay. Take care, everybody. See you out on the trails. Finds be many, and your DNFs be few. May the terrain and difficulty both be less than two. And whatever it is you're looking for, may it find its way to you. And may we all. Again. Folks, we hope you've enjoyed the show tonight. Please email us your comments at geocachetalk at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. The show can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Radio Public, or Spotify, as well as at the Geocache Talk website. Don't forget to click that subscribe button below and ring that bell notification so that you can see and hear the show on a weekly basis. And tell your friends about the show. Get them involved with us in the chat room. And until next week, don't just talk about geocaching. Go! Geocaching.